Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Mediocre Conversations with Tom and Drew. I am Tom. And I'm Drew, and this is the only podcast where we will guarantee the only thing you'll hear is mediocrity. Tom, you like the Open. You're a fan of the Open. Well, I never quite know what I'm going to do mm-hmm. until I start, so it's kind of fun for me to see what how I'm going to deliver it every time. Nice. Start with a blank slate in my head and just see what happens. So, hopefully that's fun for the listener as well individually. Uh, um all right how you doing i'm doing pretty well so you look so cozy comic- well i have a i'm he's, wrapped up in my trusted he's wrapped blanket. up in a in a a blanket looking like uh if you had a if you had a mug of soup uh that it looks very it would be very appropriate i think as as we all know the favorite container of soup is a mug <laughs> have you never had soup from a mug i don't know i don't i don't i in all honesty like, uh, i don't i don't know that i have like drink it like uh, not chunky right it, it needs to be like tomato soup oh see that see i'm not a big fan of the tomato soup if you if you want to throw like grilled cheese in there i bisques bisque yeah tomato bisque well any type of bisque is fine Sure. Lobster bisque. Lobster. Miscellaneous bisque. <laughs> I think those are all sort of the same, right? I, I would imagine. No chunks. Would... I can't imagine to uh uh so just a creamy chicken soup? noodle soup in a mug. Yeah. Can't See, do I'm that. A, I'm a big chicken noodle guy. Yeah. Me too. Even the old like original like Campbell's like mm-hmm. thin noodle, old school stuff. Yeah. White and red can. Yeah, it's good stuff. No, it's all good. This is this is the content people show up to the show for. <laughs> is it a bisque? Is it not? Can you drink it in a mug? Yeah. Yeah. Try it one of these days. We're killing it. Yeah. I will. Yeah. Okay. I'll try it. You're I... all, all welcome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Fine. Whatever. We'll get right into it. So Star Wars. We're doing favors. Yeah. Star Wars. Bad what Batch. Numero de. Season two. That's for right. our English friends. That's right. Yeah. Uh, is it a new artwork, new animation style? So I don't know that the feels different style has changed. I do know that they gave the Bad Batch like a new color scheme. Mm-hmm. So their armor's different colors. Omega's got new. She's a little a older new, now. A new get up. Right? Her hair's a little bit longer. Yeah, I think that we're supposed to see the time is passing. Right. Okay. Well, some things never change, <laughs> and that is evident right away. I knew that you were not going to enjoy it. Like, <laughs> now hold I on, yeah, hold <laughs> on. No, I like everything. Okay, that happened. Um, are you referring to uh, Omega somehow fucking up again? Is that what you thought I would not like? So there is a so this the first two episodes of the season are kind of like a back to back. Story, yeah right it's a, so yeah, part one the part first two. one yeah runs into the next one and then part two i was like oh tom tom is just gonna hate this i was yes i did hate it until yeah. the end okay then i liked it okay because you're again you're referring to omega fucking up right well i'm referring to omega so like when you say that she's messing up i i 
I hear in my head. So the the premise is that, and I thought that you would really like the story because like we're going back to Count Dooku's yeah, that was really cool palace, right? So the Empire um goes to Dooku's old house and just kicks the door in and starts taking his stuff. Yeah, right. He's dead, so we're gonna use his stuff. Okay, I was wondering where he was at in this. So this is after uh he lost his head yep so so that happens um uh anakin and obi rescue chancellor palpatine from grievous's ship that's episode that was the third film of the prequel series yeah and then we get the clone wars that all happens and then now we're into the empire so it happened a while ago okay so dooku's been dead for a bit and now his planet is just chilling with all his riches up in it yeah, they show up, they bombard the city, right? Leave the castle pretty much intact. Yeah, yeah, they just, the Empire just rolled in there. Yeah, loot the castle. Yeah. yeah. And so we're going to steal part of the loot, right? Because a couple of coins from the king's table is enough to set us up for life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they open up a couple of chests um, just full of gems and credit apparently uh they're on the gold standard if i'm to interpret this correctly uh it's very i don't i'm not sure that star wars currency has really been <laughs> developed i know that the units are credits and then it's like credits have taken many a shape over and the they years. yeah i mean beskar is apparently a currency it's worth a lot like gold would be worth a lot yeah to us right gold silver and jewels seem to be in this in this bucket silver which is and gold <laughs> Ticket Rudolph style. Yeah. Silver. I'm Yukon Cornelius. Anyways. Before we before we get to there. Yeah. There's um, a definite tie-in. Right, 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 right. But we start at a really cool looking planet somewhere that has oh yeah. Giant crabs. Crab people. But it looks it looks really awesome. And chill, except for the giant sized crabs that are running away from them. I like how we never kind of know what they're boosting or what they're getting for Sid, just that they're getting it. And, you know, they just come running out of the tree line with uh, Wrecker just carrying, of course, Wrecker just carrying the giant chest. He's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, no one knows what it is, but we got to get away from the legit six foot tall crab people that when you shoot them they just duck into their shells and the bullets ricochet off their shells which uh uh, omega uses to her advantage obvi she shows some prowess in this episode right so we first see her she's like studying uh uh ipad with different ships on it because Mm -hmm. tech or tick wants her to uh (laughs) Every time I watch the show now, I'm like, Tick, Tick. Ricka. <laughs> but he wants her to study. So that's what oh, she's doing. That is spot on. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, dude. Tick, Ricka. And then Crystal will come in. What? What? I'm like, oh, nothing. Just quoting a little girl on it on a cartoon. Yeah. Go away now. Be gone, peasant. Yeah. So she's uh, studying different ships because Tick wants her to uh, know them. Mm-hmm. And that comes in handy later. It does. A little foreshadowing there. 
a little bit. And so they get away, but then we meet a new character when she gets back to Sid's Sid's joint. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wanda Sykes, I believe. It's is definitely Wanda Sykes. The name of the character. Pretty, uh, pretty apparent <laughs> voice. She's got a very recognizable voice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, I'm not sure what the character's name is. Uh, we do see her in a future episode, not too far off, but uh, she's a contemporary of Sid's that maybe they exchange information or notes yeah. every so often, something like that. Well, it and sounds like they a... probably got the job from her, right? Or the intel yeah. on the job from her. Yeah, I would imagine. So, yeah. Um. So, yeah, we meet her. Fee Genoa is who it is. Why not? The character. Uh, so she she talks about how they're clones, but they don't they don't look alike. She thought clones looked alike. But then we learn that all clones have uh, brown eyes, at least standard issue is brown eyes. Mm-hmm. And she really likes tech. Oh, who doesn't? She, she's easily she's my fond of him. Bad match. Uh, and of course, he gives a standard answer. She's like, oh, hey, brown eyes. And he's like, uh, brown eyes are standard. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, he just he just never seems to have any understanding of. Social cues. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, he doesn't. Crazy, ridiculous. No, he he he, he receives binary and he puts out binary. That's all he he's just You're a right. bunch of logic gates. Um, so also what happens in this season, so we see Sid gives him another job to go to Dooku's and, and get some money, mm-hmm. get in on the, on the fire sale. That is, uh, his riches now that he's dead and Hunter is not a, having it. Right. Hunter's kind of like, nah, this seems stupid. And everyone else is like, yeah, but. We're gonna we're gonna take it out of the pockets of the empire, and this is sort of the first time now that we're seeing that they're kind of working actively against the empire. Yeah, that's a good way to to put it. So there's another thing that I think that we're seeing for the first time here is that um, you know Sid gives him the job, Hunter's not feeling it. Yeah, he he says, "No, nah, we're not going to do it." Yeah. So then the next shot is hunter and omega working on homework and then the crew says hey hunter we took a vote and we're where it's unanimous we want to go do this that's interesting that's you know like a total and change in the dynamic of their group exactly right? yeah exactly and so it's so then hunter's kind of like okay so if the group wants to do this i'm on board we'll go do it so yeah. i thought that was i thought that was kind of a an eyebrow raiser for me yeah but, and then uh, Omega sort of overhears them talking about how you know things have changed in the in the middle of this, right? Where um, they're kind of like, "Well, we risked our lives to get Omega out of uh, that place that she's from." Camino, Camino, thank you. And uh, you know, she kind of overhears that and sort of interprets it as. We wouldn't be in this mess if it wasn't for her. Yeah, it's her fault, right? That's how she's that's how she's interpreting it. Yeah. Um, while they're talking about whether or not they should or shouldn't do the job, right? Because now they're they they sort of like um 
like I was saying, actively working against the empire. They're, they're sort of like, well, it, you know, we've been doing this for a while and the empire is going to do it anyway. Uh, so we should, you know, try and harm them essentially is what they say. Yeah. Echo is big on, we're not doing enough. We need to be out there, not just trying to get by. We need to be out yeah. there fighting back right yeah, other hunter, people are doing more we can be doing more right hunter's not about that hunter is keep our head down keep which makes sense right like if if you feel in charge of a group of people you're instantly going to go to how do i keep this group of people alive what's the best way to get them to keep them alive and right now it's doing these jobs where we're not really interfering with anybody because no one's gonna you, if you don't poke the bear the bear's not going to come after you right Precisely. And so Hunter says something to the effect of we've kept our head down since Camino, right? Yeah. So at yeah. the end of season one, they were on Camino. Camino was destroyed by the Empire. Um, I you know, everyone thinks that they're dead, right? So don't show yourself and ruin that impression, right? They're not looking for you anymore. Yeah. And this would this could, you know, reveal the fact that they're still around to the empire and then things become more dangerous for them again which i didn't even think about didn't even didn't even consider that up until the end of the second episode (laughs) didn't flash didn't flash yep (laughs) no problem should i have picked up on that earlier i think there's a case for it but we're gonna let that one slide it's okay (laughs) it's a new season i did at the end of the second episode you you know i mean they they spell it out for you but uh, yeah they do (laughs) <laughs> that helps yeah um so then they they go on to dooku's planet they see the, the city all blasted up mm-hmm. uh and there's just a bunch of these chests or, or um giant freight carts yeah what the fuck are they called i can't remember yeah freight sounds right yeah yeah so if you've ever seen for our for our listener if you've ever seen a ship loaded down with like shipping containers there it is um it's like that but much larger and there are (laughs) three like imagine like a uh what are those tugboats yeah you you tug or whatever like imagine one of those just yeah just tugging on a ton of this like these shipping containers and then they work their way into one of the containers on one of the ships. Yeah. And it's like a 10 story building. <laughs> like the amount of loot in this, I don't know what the palace or whatever that yeah. the, the empire has taken. The war would literally fund nations, right? Yeah. Or planets in Star Wars. And they're looking apparently for the empire still tiny needs, part right? of it. Yeah, what do you well, think the Empire needs money for? I, I imagine. Is that. it just so that others don't have it? Because like when you well, write I mean, the like, rules, I mean, a lot of the stuff that they do, they roll up into your town or your planet and they're just like, hey, so we're going to come help you out with all of the resources that you have. We're going to keep you safe, but we're going to help. You know, I guess you got to pay your or pretend to pay your stormtroopers now that they're people and not hmm. clones. But uh, yes, I agree with that. And then I think the other thing that we've seen, at least in the Bad Batch, is a is a group like this, uh, the Scrapper Guild, 
right so like the yeah. scrapper guild is a non-affiliated group with the empire but they're working for them right so like there are times probably not very often where money is probably the better path sure. to getting what the empire wants right and so like every government needs money yeah Just, i mean it's probably easy to. to buy loyalty if you have a lot of money too right exactly you know and so like sometimes it's like oh we'll pay you off or we'll hire you or there's a bounty hunter go get them you know that kind of yeah. stuff so so <clears throat> Pretty straightforward, you know. They go there to just—they just need a couple of chests of the money because yeah. it's a lot. They, no one would ever know it was gone. Is yeah. how much there's there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, something that I noticed. So obviously things don't go a hundred percent according to plan, like yeah, un, uh, un, they never do. Unusually, there is conflict, right? So. <laughs> right. And a couple of them end up getting locked in a crate or a container and loaded onto a ship. But something I noticed too. So first of all, these are clone troopers yep. that are working here. So none of the KTs, just the CTs. Correct. Oh man, look at you. Yeah. Yeah. Getting, getting the lingo down. I noticed that they were, you know, referring to them as CT1882, you know. Mm -hmm. So what do you what's up with that? Like, so they still obviously don't have them all decommissioned. Right. So, in my opinion, this is just showing that, like, there is still a transition occurring. Yeah. And a lot, very often in Star Wars, the fans, the watchers have been treated to, like, this is something this way. And mm -hmm. then in the next scene, it's completely different. <laughs> yeah. And, like, we'll address that at some point in the future. But in this show, yeah, we're starting to see, like, okay, there is a process at work here. Yeah. You know, and so I think it's interesting that um <laughs> so um tech, echo, and omega get stuck on the container. Echo, yeah. Yeah. And um at one point they're running for their lives away from the clone troopers that are on the on the ship, right? And mm -hmm. they're trying to make their escape. And uh I remembered our conversation where you were like, Hey, if you shoot a door, <laughs> yes. it just, it just does whatever you need it to do in the moment. So like yeah. there's a section where they, they, they pop around a corner and they stun a stormtrooper, a stormtrooper, a clone trooper. Yep. And uh, then some guys are running up behind them, like really far away and they're shooting through the doorway Yeah. and tech shuts the door and shoots it. And I was just for a minute, <laughs> I was just like, oh, shit, the door pops back open, you know? And then it's like, oh, that didn't work at all. They have to, like, run away even faster. Yeah. That would have been great. But no, nope, yeah. it locked the nope. door behind him. Like, and, like, the scene before that, um, Hunter and Wrecker are stuck behind or behind a control panel trying to figure out how to get this lift to go down. And it gets shot, and then they can't make it the lift go down. Right. It gets shot by the by the clone troopers and now it doesn't work in the wrong way in the way that they don't like yeah. right see i think that as we find examples of this we're going to be able to like amend this theory and really get it down to like a formula as to how shit behaves and i think Wars. i think the force has something to do with it we're, we're making it's, it the, it's the intention of the person that pulled the trigger now yeah. there are a couple of things that i've noticed though first of all they're stunning more than anything correct so they're not shooting to kill anymore 
Mm-hmm. They're shooting to stun, which I don't think they they hardly ever stunned last season. And they're using a lot of smoke grenades, which they didn't do last time either. Now, it could be because they have money and access to those types of things, but they're definitely using those things a lot more, which is more passive and more just need to get out, get away, not need to destroy them. Yeah. I've noticed that when they shoot at clone troopers, they shoot to stun. Yeah. And if it's not stormtroopers, they don't. <laughs> yeah. And uh which is interesting though. I mean it's a change. Yeah. And uh well, I think that if you if you go back and look, you'll find that most of their encounters with clone troopers, they shoot those little circles that indicates that they're stunning. Oh, you think they were stunning them back then too? I well, on on certain occasions, maybe not all of them, but yeah, yeah certainly a, a couple of times. Um, and I think that that's largely the show trying to indicate like they still think of those guys as their brothers. Mm, sure, you know, even if they're misguided or working for the wrong company or whatever, yeah, they just don't want to kill them. So, and the stun will work as well. I think in the I think in this episode, they're trying they're making their way to to get off the ship one direction. Yeah. And they walk around a corner and they stun a dude. And then when it goes awry and they have to go back the other way, he's waking up and they stun him again. <laughs> That's a bad day. That's a I'm bad not day. Not 100% for that guy. on that, but that, yeah. would, that would suck. Uh, right. So, so then they get the uh, tech Echo and Omega are in the freighter. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they eject all of the escape pods, the bad guys do, because they know that's their only way out. And then luckily, though, Tech has or yeah, Tech has Omega reading up on ships because she's like, right. is this a class four freighter? And uh, <laughs> I'll that get it one just, of these days. That is just a spot on Omega. <laughs> is this class four? And um, then she's like, well, all of the freight liners have uh have propulsions on them so we have to just bust them all off and so they do and then land in some random spot yep and that's that's basically how that ends so then we pick up the next time where they're still trying to escape um mount dooku huh huh (laughs) no one can see it but tom but i am laughing (laughs) that was pretty good thanks uh so you know they they land and and live oh at one point one point though during the crash landing where they're in the freighter um tech has a a a chest land on his leg and omega's like tick are you okay and and he's just like my femur has been crushed by approximately 150 (laughs) kilograms of pressure so no and like that's yeah. it <laughs> yeah as deadpan as they come tech. yeah it's like uh for your information no and here's why um <clears throat> so they're kind of holed up in some place they, they run into a guy who is from that planet the npc of the episode yeah <laughs> yeah and he's basically like he, or he lets us know that like Dooku stole from everybody. He he amassed his, yeah. his wealth by stealing from other planets, but also like the people on his own planet. Which means that what they were like subjugated 
before. So, so Dooku's family was basically royalty on this planet, and I'm yeah. assuming that we they're going to follow the same kind of pattern that lots of rich people follow, which is that we got a lot of our money from people that didn't have nearly as much money as we did. Yeah, it seemed to work yeah. out really well. Let's just and continue we just, doing. We kept that. that process going for years. So. Yeah. Um, and so, right, and and this whole time they're kind of they're just hiding out on the planet waiting for uh hunter and wrecker to be able, oh, God, to, be able to save them right this is wrecker's like big moment in the show for me which which one so like um wrecker and hunter are trying to reconnect with echo tech and omega yeah and they've got a squad of clones tracking them down right yeah. And they need to eventually they know that they're going to need to bust through the perimeter, <laughs> which is music to Wrecker's ears. Oh, it's got to be just like, finally, we get to do something <laughs> that I want to do. Right. Yeah. He's like enough of this heights and climbing bullshit. Like, let's, oh, yeah, let's do this, this thing. So they find some old separatist tanks from back in the day. And he he's able to rip out what amounts to the core of one of their missile launchers. I don't know how he rigs this thing up so it can consistently shoots or whatever. A battery, I think. He just like needed a battery, right? I don't know how that thing had that many bullets in there or whatever, but he effectively creates an RPG for himself <laughs> and then just lays waste to all of this squad of clones and they're just literally running for their lives and you can only see them running in the light of the explosions all around them. It was pretty sweet. Yeah, and he's like... He's the happiest you've ever seen him. Oh. And he's like, I am the tank. A pig in mud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Running around holding holding the thing that makes the giant laser shells. And he's just holding it and blowing up anything that he can. Yeah. The only time he could have possibly been any happier is when Anakin let him blow up that ship. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they're all holed up. And Omega won't let getting the war chest go. She's not completely let fixated die. on it, right? Correct. They're like, we need to leave alive. And she's like, yeah, but the mission's not over. Uh, we have to get that. And they're all like, it's gone. You stop thinking about yeah. it. And she's like, no. Yeah. I will not. Yeah. This like kind of like uh, childlike stamp your foot in the grocery store yeah i'm going we gotta go back and do this because it's my redemptive thing and like she's which we didn't know about that yet right we didn't realize she was trying to be like at first at first she's just like no guys it's the mission we gotta go so much so that she eventually sneaks out which is the part where i'm just like this motherfucker (laughs) right (laughs) like (laughs) guess we haven't learned much have we and then she goes and eventually it doesn't go well shockingly and uh i think tech is with tech grabs or echo i don't know one of the two they're echo gets her, yeah. echo and she's like no i heard hunter talking and I, it's basically my fault you guys are living this way and you guys are are forced to be in hiding and doing jobs for she she's basically blames herself for their entire way of life right now right and so and that sort of made me be like okay well that that makes more sense to me than just like, wow, this is new. You yeah, know, this is like reckless with a purpose. Right. So 
when I the, when I originally watched the episode when it whenever it debuted earlier this year, yeah, my thought was she can't let this go. She understand at least she understands that if they complete the mission, they're gonna be they're gonna be better off, right? Yeah, and like and that's been a consistent theme with Omega is that hey, we're a squad. When she when she says squad, she means family. Yeah, you know we want to be safe. We want to be able to you know not have to go hand to mouth all the time and constantly work ourselves in these dangerous situations. But like. My problem with, and I do have a problem as not the, yeah. not to the same extent I think that you do, but sure, but it is annoying to me that like she continually harps at the bad batch, the guys, yeah, like hey, we're a squad, hey, we're a family, and yet she herself, like, single mindedly tries to like direct their purpose, like, tries to redeem it for everybody, and like doesn't include them in like her decision-making or her thought process. Right. But then doesn't give them credit for like the things that like they made a decision to like save her from Cade, uh, not Cade, the bounty hunter with the blue skin. I cannot believe I can't remember. His oh name. yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I know the guy that was that chased him down is Fennec Shan, right? She was yeah. there to protect him. Um, It's something like Cade. But, um, you know, they made a choice to, like, go and save her, right? Yeah. Like, if she didn't mean anything to them, if she wasn't a part of the squad, if she wasn't a part of the family, they would have risked their lives. They wouldn't have risked the exposure. Right. I mean, they just would have cut her out and been like, okay, you know, like, that's, you know, never, I mean, I know it's not a part of their vernacular, but never leave a soldier behind, you know, like that right. kind of thing. So her kind of one dimensionality bothers me at times. Mm. Like if you're going to give her new clothes and a haircut and have her start to grow <laughs> up and get a little bit wise or whatever. And like, yeah. And, and to like, she's like now formally joining the squad. Like Hunter's not like he, stay on the ship. Right. Although you they know, he did during the opening sequence of the first right. episode, right. Yeah. She was studying and fishing. Right. So, but yeah, like, but, She's been given some some responsibility. She's, she wants to run before she can walk, right? Sure. That's the problem. Sure. Um, she uh, she's the reason that they survived the shipping freighter in the first episode of the second yeah. season, right? Mm -hmm. She's a really good shot now. She shot off all of the giant crab monsters that were on the ship, cutting it up. So with she's that real proficient weapon, with her. She's pretty proficient now. It's good <laughs> with her laser bow. I hate it. I just hate that thing. Yeah. It's so stupid. Uh it looks cool when it's all folded up though. Cad it Bane does. was the name. Cad Bane. Thank you. Yeah. God damn it, Drew. You know, you sound like me. Oh, but I I don't have an excuse. I mean <laughs> I mean, I've been deeply enmeshed in Star Wars. Let me check now for my entire life. So I mean <laughs> yeah. You have a little bit better, like, Fair. oh, I didn't know this bounty hunter's name. They showed up in this cartoon show I never watched. <laughs> you know? Don't be so hard on yourself. It's a Monday. Eh. All right. All right. It's early. You're, you're talking Star Wars I, a little earlier than you normally do. I, I know I'm better than this. <clears throat> so you're mad that she kind of still 
acts like a young child, even though she's sort of been with them for at least a year now, right? At least maybe a year and a half, two years? Certainly a season, right? Yeah. Like, um, I have a hard time ever knowing how much time is actually yeah. passing in Star Wars. That's probably but, on purpose. Yeah, it's. I think it's kept deliberately vague, but I do think that she has been with them long enough where their situation is now normalized. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, her becoming part of the squad is a slow progress bar toward being completed, right? And like, they've settled in to like this lifestyle, like they're mercenaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, in in a large sense, you know, in a pretty real sense. I mean, I guess I. Maybe the fact that she's thinking like, oh, I'm the reason that they're in this mess to begin with. I should fix it. Yeah. I. Even though like. They're still well, far more well versed in this type of thing than she is. Right. And right. And it's sort of like, no, they've been here before. They kind of know like, yeah, they want the money, too. But um not willing to die for it you gotta know when to sort of thing yeah cut your losses right 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 and she's just holding on to well i need to bail these guys out of this problem that i caused right from her perspective right yeah and so i guess the thing to me at this point in the show and unfortunately foreshadowing incoming (laughs) this is a theme that continues on at least through the nine episodes we've received already in season two. Interesting. My issue with Omega is that she it might just be her age, but she seems slow to trust the other members of the squad. Will she trust them to like rescue her from a cliff's edge? Sure. Not a problem. Will she trust that they had the information information that she's aware of when they made a decision that affects everybody. No, Mm -hmm. not really. You know, and like part of that is probably her age. Right. And the fact that this is a TV show for kids and the kids watching it probably have no idea, like the level of trust, but like when you are talking about trust, like I think that there's the kind of trust, and like, this is something that like my mom does all the time that I can't, I still to this day cannot can I handle she'll go I'll I'll like be visiting or something and then mm-hmm. I'm gonna go home and she's like drive safe and I'm like listen okay <laughs> it's I've been driving myself for 24 years I'm yeah I've I've managed to live through cancer and driving to work every day <laughs> right. nothing I'm going to do is gonna fuck that up right overwhelmingly likely it's, if I'm gonna die in a car accident it's probably somebody else's fault I think that my continued use of a car should have should have purchased me the drive safe as if I wasn't going to like I had to be reminded yeah. to be safe right so like I what she's really saying I think is that like hey I care about you the fact yeah that you're hurt. please pay right. attention to what you're doing but like on the other hand it's like okay just hey I've I've demonstrated this numerous times like I can be trusted to do this this particular thing or whatever. And I also have a litany of examples I can provide to you that my mom does this to me. It's one of the, let's call it contentious points in our relationship is that she's just like, so like I'll be cooking an egg. And she was like, 
Now, when you go to flip it, shut up. Like I know how to flip an egg, you know, like I got it. You know, she, yeah. she very much wants to like direct and make sure. So you interpret that as she doesn't trust you? Well, so, I mean, I guess let's open the floor here a little bit. Like, so yeah. to me, if she did, she wouldn't have to remind me. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think she's saying, cause I say it to people. I say it to, um, to people when they deliver my food. Oh, what are you like? What that's you the last thing I say. I just say drive, oh, safe, drive safe on yeah on their way. out. It's sort of just like a, a nice, like, I mean, I don't give a fuck what happens to them now happens yeah. to them. Now they brought me my food on time. I'm fine. You could, yeah. you could crash somewhere for all I care. I'm just kidding by the way, but it's like a nice, a nice thing to say i'm just like hey human i don't get hurt right. on your on your job driving around all the time it's, it's different than what i tell thing. the people that deliver my food but right. yeah, i understand <laughs> and like especially i don't first of all i don't think your mom can help it i don't no, think a parent cannot. i don't think a parent can ever not be like hey uh don't stick a fork in and out in a, an outlet okay yeah like, like don't touch the stovetop drew it's hot right oh okay yeah, I don't think that there's this sort of thought that if she doesn't tell you, then you're going to be reckless. No. I think it's mostly just like, yeah, exactly what you were saying. I care about you. Yeah. You know, it's just another way of of telling your child that you love them, essentially, because uh -huh. that's what I that's what that's how I mean it to all of the delivery drivers, too. Yeah, I tell them, you know, fuck off and die. I'm never going to see you again. <laughs> sure. Thanks. Thank you, DoorDash. I think it's easy, though, for us as as children of parents mm -hmm. to to feel like they're mothering us when they do something like that. Because it's like, you know, we're 30s, 40s. And I'm still just in my 40s. And still just like, Mom, I know. I got it, okay? <laughs> I cleaned my room right i do that stuff now <laughs> right <laughs> yeah so i don't think i don't think that that it it's in, meant in any way as you're interpreting it unless it are you afraid you are you afraid that you don't drive safely oh i know it. i don't <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's it maybe that's I mean, why you're upset then i mean with my feet on my phone can't see over the dash yeah somehow, somehow make yeah. it back each time I mean, if you're a little self-conscious thinking that you don't drive safe or that you maybe could drive safer, then that might make you irritated, right? No, I'm a, I'm one of the safest drivers in the end. Yeah. But so, like, so I'll give you a new example on trust. Okay, great. So I'm going to go to the, the number one source, Iron Man 3, right? <laughs> so at the end of the film. The Christmas of, of, uh, movie. Right, exactly. Yeah. Much as Die Hard is, now Iron Man 3 is the beloved Christmas time movie. There's a scene where Pepper has to like jump and Tony's going to catch her. Right. Yeah. And she does. And then the whole apparatus shifts and she's not going to make it. And yeah. you can see it on their faces like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. You know, but she jumped, you know, yeah. because she trusts him. When he said, jump, I'll catch you. Like, if I had to bet my life on something. Yeah. Someone catch so like I did like when I at sixth grade camp like we did like this like teamwork exercise where there's a wall and the walls like six or seven feet tall yeah 
and then you have to get all the members you gotta like climb over people and use them as levers and stuff yeah and so the only way we could figure out how to do it was the skinniest guy at the end had to jump and i had to reach down and we had to clasp hands and pull yeah like uh that's uh like arnold schwarzenegger style pretty much yeah we're boys sylvester stallone yeah so it was my buddy bryce and bryce was just a scrawny motherfucker they're gristle on the 100 pounds soaking wet i mean holding a brick (laughs) you know bryce jumps as high as he can it's like our third or fourth try yeah i we managed to grab hands and i felt my shoulder start to come out of its socket and i was like we anyways the shoulder went back into my socket good good and we pulled him up and we completed sixth grade camp and we the best i was quick aside yeah the best part of that whole fucking experience was that at night in the dormitories or whatever that we slept in they played this like 1920s radio program called the shadow nice the shadow knows i would wait all day (laughs) just to go to sleep so i could listen to those stories they were so cool i bet you could listen to them now you could on the internet yeah yeah really good (laughs) but um that's awesome. The internet's an amazing gift. It's so but, good. But I'm just saying there are levels of trust and like Omega, I thought Omega would be further along in the development of her trust with the group. Yeah. But once again, they need conflict and nothing's more conflicting I mean, than a, a teenager so, that's fuck, getting fucked up. Right. I mean, we're talking about trust here. That's like you got to have some emotional acuity too, to sort of understand what's driving your reason for wanting to put everyone in danger. But there's a couple, a couple things, right? So like when you're that old, which she's like 12 slash 85 or something, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. You. Mm-hmm. She's been around um, a very technologically advanced uh people for a while and then she got put in with these guys who have been in some danger but have saved her the entire time she's she's never really gotten hurt so there's some amount of her that probably feels invincible and yeah, just like the, guys uh... we're not in, what what you don't see is them with like broken bones and scratches and and you know cuts and shit because they've been <laughs> hurting themselves to keep her alive and keep her safe right and she's like guys we can get anything we want from anyone. It's not a big deal. Trust me, guys. There's there's definitely some of that. Like, I'm 14. I, I'm invincible. Nothing can touch me. I, yeah. Humanity would not have gotten to where it is without that. Right? Like, <laughs> right. You have, to, Ignorance, you have right? to eat the berries or take a risk at some point, right? Yeah. However, I would have thought that when Wrecker went rogue from the inhibitor chip and was chasing after Omega and absolutely fucking handling the rest of the bad batch i would have been like (laughs) my this there's literally nothing i can do if this guy wants to kill me you know like yeah and that was clearly on the menu so i mean like i would (laughs) she's had more brushes with like imminent death than i than i have right like i think that would she should be more scared 
Sobert, yes, I think that she should be a her fear should be trying to keep her a little bit more safe than it is. That's I mean, that was my whole stance, my rant a couple episodes ago when we I started this whole thing, right? I, I went would. on a, a pretty big tirade about it. Um, but at least at least here she's blinded by her own desperation to make because she feels completely responsible, right? So she's trying to take responsibility regardless of who it puts in danger. It's interesting. I'm more behind her decision to act this way than you are. Interesting. In instance. Yeah. Yeah. I had a problem with this one and I, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, I think that um, part of my being upset about this one is that like fucking tech got wrecked in this episode. Now there was a point where I was like, he's going to get killed. Like tech's going to die. Like, oh, sure. And I was like, wait a second. It's the bad batch. They're not going to kill a member. Wait a <laughs> no. second. It's Disney maybe they will you know like and uh you know it's like echo told her three or four times like no we're done we're going home right you know we're trying we're just trying to well, get off this planet alive even a bag of gold even when gonna... she has the bag she obviously falls it's content spill out she's trying to scoop them all up desperately the bag falls again they're about to die and she's like no i can still get it I can still get this stuff, right? So even up until the very end, she was super desperate to get this for them, right? He had to be like, look, bitch, no, we got to go. So even all the way up until then, she just wasn't hearing it, you know? So I got um, real Indiana Jones three vibes from that. You remember when Sean Connery's holding Harrison Ford over the chasm? Oh, yeah. He's reaching for the ground. Yeah, Indy. Literally just before that, his girlfriend Indy was yeah was holding it. She goes into the chasm, and now it's like, oh wait a second, three seconds later, yeah. it's right there. I can get I can it. Get it, and it's yeah. like, he's just like, let it go. Right, same kind of same situation as far. Yeah, as exactly. Indy, Indy, you know, look at me. Let it go, Indiana. Son. Indiana, let it go. The yeah. last good Indiana Jones Indiana. film, oh, and now so they're good. all just awful. Yeah, they're fine. Keep doing it, Harrison Ford. I don't care. Do it until I really die, for all I care. Really, hell yeah. So you went to see the King Crystal King Skull. The Crystal Skull. Hell yeah. And you were like, motherfucker gets shot while he's in a refrigerator from a nuclear explosion. Checks lives out. Lives through the crash. Fucking and you're like, checks out. I, I, if Hell I had yeah. not been with people, I would have gotten up and left the theater at that point. I was like, done. Indiana Jones has a special place in my heart. Especially I the last I was, crusade. I was not aware of this. And, uh, so I don't care. I don't care. So you're going to see um God Dial right. of Destiny Destiny. Goddamn right I am. Okay. I don't care what happens. As soon as I hear dun, 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 it's over. It's over. You're just in your I'm in happy, it. happy place. You're damn right. Look, every single one of them, a dude took his hand, put it through the chest of an individual, yeah. and just ripped out his heart. Yeah. Okay. We're fine. The uh, Ark of the Covenant was opened mm. and spared two souls because they kept their eyes closed. That's right. God works fine. mysterious ways, Tom. Uh, yeah, he does. Mm -hmm. Someone drank from a cup and turned to dust. The wrong cup. Yeah, he chose poorly. We all know. Yeah, said the ghost. Getting a fucking... I don't care if that... 
that he could have been in that refrigerator and it sent him to space and he orbited around a little bit before coming back down. And then he just brushed himself off, put his hat back on. And then I'm out. that so is perfect. Makes sense. That is as likely as Makes what actually sense. happened in the movie. That's right. Just Weren't there like killer ants or some shit at some point too? I, I don't remember much. Shia LaBeef. Not worth remembering. Uh, what's her name I, comes back to. Oh, I no. like the first three. The first three are fine. Why do there always have to be snakes? So good. You guys are silly for not liking it. <laughs> I like the first three. Unfortunately, that used to be 100% of them. And now it's only 60. <laughs> and then they were like, hey, Harrison, we were thinking about printing some more money for you. Would you like some of it? I mean. Get off my plane. And they're like, okay. All right. We'll talk. Would you land? <laughs> It's a different movie, but you guys get uh, it. The Air Force One <laughs> reference, classic. Right. Uh, yeah. Um. So I think that I probably feel about the the more recent Indiana Jones films the way a lot of like Star Wars fans feel about mm, the trilogy. Sure, I, I, w- I would say. But like, I'm a lot more lenient when it comes to movies too. I like to enjoy them, so I don't look for things to hate. Like a lot sure, of fans I, do. I wasn't looking for things to. No, hate. no, I'm not saying you were there. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. It, I I'm well aware it is revered as an awful movie by most people and i'm fine with that hey what was your i so i have a couple of friends who who just think that the gi joe films were great i like them okay maybe you're one of the people yeah they had some cool some cool tech some uh cool scenes Uh, i think i think it's sienna miller in one of them in the black latex yeah that's fine that's uh all right i don't i don't think i've seen all of them though like there's like all snake eyes snake eyes. No, i think there's more than that and like snake eyes or something has his own to the internet theories right i think i think they just came out with one he might have his own whole thing oh they there all is look, more than one they all there's, look great um, gi joe the rise of cobra that was with dennis quaid and channing tatum yeah dennis quaid naturally gi <laughs> joe retaliation dwayne johnson joins the cast yeah uh, and then one. Snake Eyes with the dude there from Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. Uh, the dude in Crazy Rich Asians is from Snake Eyes, right? That came out first. Maybe. Uh, crazy, yeah, Crazy Rich Asian guy it played Snake Eyes. That first? was the third one. Okay. The third of the films. Yeah. So that was only two years. I mean, 2021. So to uh, be honest, I'd rather watch Crazy Rich Asians. I thought that was cute. I'm sure Snake Eyes is great, though. Sure. Something to be something to be enjoyed in all of them, right? Yeah, right. definitely. Yeah. Also, uh, you know, I like GI Joes as a kid. Action figures. See, see, I was a Transformers kid. I never. Oh, I like Transformers before. way better. Okay. Those movies, some of them are rough, but even those, I kind of I allow myself to enjoy. So the only Transformer movie that I will even entertain as being a movie is the 1984 animated film, which I must, sure. I have watched that movie in my life more than any other movie. Sure. I must have watched that movie 75 times. The one with Dinobots was really great, though. Oh, um, something like The Last Night. Yeah, something like that. So let me say this about the Michael Bay films. I don't consider that to be to be Transformers. I mm-hmm. understand that it's got the name on it. Fine. Yeah. Much like the Star Trek stuff that they're producing now, I just don't consider it to be the same type of thing. Which Star Wars movie is a fan most likely to say that same thing about? 
the well, last I, I would three, have, probably. I would have to say the se- the sequel trilogy inspires yeah. so much animosity. Yeah. And I don't really understand where it comes from, but like it's not because it's not what they wanted it to be. That's all. I mean, that's so selfish. But like the prequel people trilogy, are I don't know if you knew this, people are pretty serious about their Star Wars. They can they certainly can be, you're right. I don't know if you meant to, but you pointed to yourself when you said that. <laughs> we we do have a podcast about that very topic. You know, but like um the prequel trilogy was not well received either when it came out, and now that's true, and it's time. A lot yeah, of people I, hated it. I think you give, I hate to say this, but like if you give the sequel trilogy another 10 or 15 years, I think that the people that, I think what you're going to get is people are going to be like, yeah, I like those. Those were good. Yeah. But um, it's going to take 10 or 15 years to get there. Did you hear um, Qui-Gon Jinn say uh, that they make too much content? They make Liam too much Neeson Star Wars. That? Yeah. Liam Neeson said they make too much Star Wars content. So I love Liam Neeson. I think that he's done some of the best stuff that Liam I've Neeson's? ever seen. Yeah. And then, but as a response, shut Good. your fucking mouth. Luck. Right. I mean, like <laughs> it might be too much for you, but it's not yeah. enough for me. So shut up, shut the fuck up. Keep making your B-level movies. Great. Great. Now Liam Neeson is never going to come on the podcast because you just shoveled shit on him. You know what? That's true. We were so close to getting. <sighs> Thanks. Now we know why. We should finish up this episode real quick. Just one more thing. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Um, General Roadshow? Roadhog? What's his uh, Rampart. R- Rampart? Rampart, yeah. Okay. He comes back. We see another clone. He's like, hey. Oh, are you uh, into the third episode? No, the second episode. No. Okay, At the end yeah. of the second episode, he's talking to Clone General. Right. Okay. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I had to change your uh, report. Because it said that the 99, Bad Batch 99, was uh, was there. And that mm-hmm. can't be because I killed them already. Right. And yeah. he's like, nah, we got some reports. We got more, a lot of corroborated reports. And I saw two of them. He's like, well, I wrote you a new report. And yeah. he was like, well, I can't, I can't do that because he's designed to not, right? Right. And then uh, Ramrod shoots him right in the face. <laughs> Rampart. Rampart. Yeah. Shoots him right in the face. So it's funny. Every time you say, I know it's a Disney show, I think of a horrific thing that's happened on the Disney shows. I mean, this one cartoon a, shot this other stuff. cartoon in the face. Yeah, <laughs> that did happen. We all <laughs> yes, saw it. it. It's a show for kids. Um, But yeah, so I mean, you're right. I mean, it's a show for kids, but then you're like, yeah, this one character shot this other character in the face. Like this dude did what he was programmed to do. Mm-hmm. and because of that he got shot in the head so we've seen a bunch windows of other 10, clones <laughs> you don't let windows 10 tell you what you're gonna do you know like yeah like, i got windows 11 now but then it's interesting it's interesting that we saw a few clones sort of lose that just following orders chip inside them right or that that sort of uh proclivity and I made their own decisions what they're doing but then we still have some who are just like uh, i'm sorry now it's just possible right that they all just buy into the empire i mean it's maybe the, maybe we don't know but they they got sat down and they're like look guys you can continue to do this like you've been doing your entire life uh we'll still feed you we'll let you keep on with your authority 
and being the hand of the empire, which by the way, owns the galaxy now, or you can leave. You get to decide you will get nothing. And I don't give a shit what happens to you. I mean, most of them are still going to be like, Oh, you, okay. I guess you're the good guys. Right. And like, it's not like they know they're bad guys up to a point. Like some of them, like we've talked about some of them. Sure. Some of them are like, "Mm, this is questionable while I shoot this family in the face. But a lot of them are just like, I need to go secure these riches. And then I need to go secure this escort. And this were this person's talking ill about the government that I've sworn to, to uphold the law for. So I have to go take care of that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've been thinking a lot about this because I'm like, this, this just doesn't make any sense. The old, I have a dish, an additional theory for the, those that uh, have turned their back on their programming. Yes. Okay. They never received Order 66. Right. You mentioned that last time. I uh, did I? All right. Yeah. Well, my uh remember it's possible my own then <laughs> it's possible that they didn't hear Order 66, which didn't trigger their uh chips. Yeah, their loyalty chip. But I would be like, I mean, if I was Rampart and I was like, we're gonna get rid of clones, we're gonna go with stormtroopers. Uh, identify for me all the clones that didn't get order 66 were phasing you out first could you not could you not just do those could you not just say hey guys order 66 i mean right i mean i I don't think there's any like time stamp on it like you could just get palpatine to be like excuse me emperor palpatine um it would be super cool if you could just order 66 (laughs) everybody in the clone (laughs) army real fast I think that's what he tried to do, right? Initially. I mean, I I was always under the impression that all the clones got it. But then I was like, not all the clones are with Jedi. I mean. Also, like, can you communicate while you're in hyperspace? I believe that you can. That's insane. It does seem insane. I'm not 100%, but, like, I do think there have been. Also, does time not slow down? So it's a, you're not, so that, right. You're in an alternate dimension, right? Correct. So that, that, okay. Then that's even more fucked up that you need an adapter. You need to get the bunny ears on top of the ship to get it. when you're in hyperspace, wouldn't that be cool if that was, Oh my God, that would be amazing. We we would see people selling faster than light, but we have to have bunny ears in order to get our stations. Yeah. See, because you only get the information at light. So you're going to have to be able to like, collect it and then convert it and then hear it otherwise it just get it's get you hear it real fast right yeah right that's a good point Man. come on star yeah. wars answer takes these on, takes these on takes. questions huh yeah. yeah uh yeah so i just thought that was interesting dude is he i guess the clones are back on their uh loyalty shit so they are just like i'm sorry i'm following orders and then he gets shot in the face but i but then you know so uh general rampart he's now he's got a boner for these guys right because he has to get them which again just sort of shows some more issues with the empire where it's like guys if i fuck up i like die so i can't fuck up why would anybody want to be in charge of anything so to me like sort of regime so in andor we saw those isb agents basically fawning all like uh, scrambling, you know, in World War Z, the zombies climb up the walls by climbing up each other and making these huge piles. Yeah. That's very similar to what the internal security bureau politics looks like. Yeah. Like as soon no. as you're as soon as you're promoted, you have 
you now have like a whole group of other people that want to see you fail. Right. And like, will not help you. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think the goal is to end up like, uh, Mon Mothma's husband. Yeah. Just like, I want to wear my be a kept man. Drink yeah. My, my worm juice, drink my, my, my worm champagne. And have everybody want to come over to my house and hang out. And we'll be like, Oh, industry, <laughs> you know, or whatever. But like, why are these poor people poor just stop being poor yeah cake right yeah so here's my thing i think that in an institution like the empire dare i say the republican party um see republican party but like it's it's not about like how rich i am or like just wanting to like be able to get like from wake up to when i go back to sleep at night i think it's like you want to shine to be the brightest star in the sky in this thing that you're a part of. Yeah. And that becomes, it's just ambition, right? I mean, like to me, it's just, this is just naked ambition. And like those are the characters that are climbing over the other ones. So they make good stories or whatever, but yeah. What's his name in rogue one? Um, Yeah. You stand on my achievements, that guy. Uh, he gets choked by Vader. Oh, right. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Ben Mendelsham is the actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Orson Krennic. Yes, thank you. Oh man, wow. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right. So he shows up and takes his toy away. Right. He's the he's he's exactly like what's wrong with the Empire. He's like, hey, boss, look what the fuck I did. And then the boss is just like, don't fucking, don't bother me with the shit that you think that you even matter. And he's like, but you guys want us to want shit, right? <laughs> yeah, but just don't, not to me. Right. Squabble amongst, don't ever, don't ever bother me with any of your stupid little problems. But so, I mean, continue to is, try and kill people to get my approval. So this goes back all the way to the original trilogy, right? Like how you, the worst spot to be in is second in command to whatever oh, Admiral yeah. Vader is going to kill next. Oh right? my gosh. Like Admiral um, Piet, the guy that ends up going through the original trilogy with Vader. Yeah. Um, you know, like you can just tell on that actor's face. He's like, oh, God. Like, the, it's not about like doing a good job or whatever. It's like, well, if I make a mistake, my yeah. boss will kill me. That's it. Anywhere I am at, any, at a drop of a hat, you know, yeah. like no hesitation. You know, Vader snapping next, walking down the street on Tatooine or whatever, you know, so it's like. This is going to happen, you know. Is it like, is it all just like the anger runs downhill, and it's just like I mean, oh yeah, you, you can always tell when your manager is getting heat from above because they just like start talking about stuff a little bit more than they usually did. Start worrying about stuff a little bit more, and you're just like, oh, somebody told them this needs to change, and so now we have to change it. But like, who would ever want that position? First of all. Because like you're getting, everyone is getting shit on from the person above them. Mm -hmm. And it's not, and if you come to them and it's just like, Hey, I did a good job. They're like, Hey, that's your fucking job. What do you, what do you want from me? Like, that's gotta be the response everybody gets whenever something like that happens. Right. All the way, all the way up and down the track. And then all the way down to what the clone troopers, are they the lowest? I mean, the people are the lowest, but like the poor people are the lowest. Right. So 
I don't like I'm not ambitious. So like I I I can't sit here and say this is the reason why person X drives so hard. Yeah. To do to do these things. Like in absence of money, in absence of mm-hmm. improving their their daily life, right? Like their, yeah. their standards of living. None of that's in play here. Like right. I'm sure that you can like if you get to a certain Height. Like we saw those like administrators on uh, whatever the planet was that they stole the money from in Andor. Yeah. Like they probably squeezed that planet of every coin they could get out of it. Right. Yeah. But like, definitely. I'm sure, I'm sure that's the goal, right? Like get high enough to where you can start like extorting shit from people. But, yeah. Like, like that's all they want. They would just right. want, they, if you get high enough, then it's just, you kind of have your detail and then you just go about your business. Right. I mean, and like that's got to be the payday. But I imagine that somebody like I, I cannot remember the names of the Andor characters, but the guy that was after Andor, who was the security dude that fucked up, that became like obsessed with him. Yeah, like little piss I baby. understand. I understand him. He's not trying to climb a ladder. Like he's out for. Like well, he's found his purpose, me. right? Like he he was obsessed. trying to t- trying to climb the ladder, right? Yeah. But I feel like he was doing it accidentally at first. He was just like, he's one of those people that that asked the teacher or reminded the teacher when they were like, we're going to have homework at the end of the day. And we he's like, uh, you forgot to assign us homework. I'm sorry. Like, right. he he needs to do a good job, first of all, because of his mother. But like, but like, that's it. That's his only reason for doing good. A good job is because he just needs to do a good job, whatever he's doing. Right. He doesn't really. Yes, it it could lead him higher but he's just like um i i canvassed everybody i could all, i i figured out all of the stuff we should go prosecute these people to the fullest extent because they they minorly broke the law i mean i guess two people died but he's like <laughs> right like his superiors are like don't worry about it and he's like mm, no that's not my personality won't allow that to happen i need they need to be brought to justice and then andor got in his way and that got all his focus right his focus shifted to that right so he's going to do that into the ground yeah i i understand rampart like he's a politician right like he's going to do what he well needs he to wants to, to be ahead. he wants to be second in command to vader 100 oh, yeah. percent. Right? like he's going to climb until he can't climb anymore yeah you know and that which sounds stupid but like i i mean you're going to climb until like it's like, okay, well, I'm the highest non-Sith Lord here, you know, like neat, you know, like I guess, but then you have to hang out with Sith Lords. I mean, right now, and now it's like, who's coming to your party? I mean, like, where are they going to direct their anger to when they're angry? Oh no. So, I mean, there's gotta be some payoff. I just have no idea what the payoff is. Like maybe it's extra vacation days. It's probably it. They probably are like, Hey, Where's Tarkin? Oh, he's on that beach planet again. Get his ass back here, his wrinkly old CGI ass. But like, I, all that effort and like they're risking their lives to to do this kind of stuff. And I'm just like, I mean, like, who is? Once again, I would just be like the guy, just like the general terminal, being like that guy's playing Galica. <laughs> yeah, right. Galica or whatever it is. Yeah, that's who I would be. You know, Galaga. The space, Galaga, the space cruiser from yeah, Avengers yeah. or whatever. Yeah. 
you are dead on with your impressions today. <laughs> thought he wouldn't notice but we did so i don't get it like the empire very has very rarely made any sense to me yeah i understand how and like why it can be successful and like there's a number of ways that it was i mean it's an incredibly efficient apparatus but like there has to be a limit though right maybe not i mean there's there's plenty of fortune 500 companies that just abuse the shit out of everybody to produce and they they continue to and people still want the jobs there right right so and and we're talking about over a span of planets here right so hundreds of planets and there's got to be a handful that want that type of thing yeah i mean and that's that's what they attract right like there the empire is a breeding ground for people who want to thrive in that kind of environment right yeah you're, you're going to get people who are sociopathic ruthless willing to do what it takes to achieve the bottom line yeah you know and like whether that's quarterly earnings whether that's strip mining the planet whether that's finding and or you know whatever it might be like you have to have people that are willing to go to the lengths necessary to do that and like the empire feels like a place where it's like well i mean as long as you get the results done i don't give a shit about what lengths you went to and there's a lot of people that hate their job right like an andor there were people on that planet and they're like i cannot wait to get the hell off of this planet like they chose their job and they're still like, I'm just stuck here. So I, I wonder- imagine that like the dude from Andor who was like running the group from in the hotel. Yeah. On Ferrix, he was more like, can my title be this, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And like, she was like, whatever, I don't care, you know? And so, okay, cool. But like, then he was like, but if I do a good job here, I'll go to a planet that isn't this one. Right. Right. That isn't a piece of shit. Like, let me do a beach planet. Yeah, or like I imagine that that's kind of the goal is like I know that I'm assigned to this, so I'll do a good job until I get to like a cush spot. Yeah, and then I'm just gonna hunker down and like, <laughs> right. and and now life is this right, and it's like okay, I'm gonna send in my TPS reports, but you think um, you can quit the empire? No, you cannot. That's you cannot. You can run away from it until it catches you. Okay, but like but it's like, not like a four year commitment sort of thing, no. like like we like, have. If you join up, that's life done. Okay. Man, you know, I'm surprised like, we don't see more propaganda then. So they tried to do some in the Han Solo film. Yeah. You know, there was the kind of like, uh, you know, see the galaxy, you know, yeah, that's true. Kind of that's stuff. true. But I mean, that's about the only example. That's I, it. I guess give. once are they forcing people into service then, too? I'm sure conscription was a huge part of well, that. Well, because like, um, fit poe no finn 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 he didn't want to be there anymore like did did, i can't remember his story either of like so he thought it was going to be cool here's a real nitpicky thing i'm gonna do okay the first order was not the empire okay so let's let's i'm gonna try and off the cuff tell tell you what the difference is and i'm not 100 percent on the details the empire uh when luke when Han and Lando, well, I guess it's Lando, blows up the second Death Star. Vader ch- chucks the Emperor down the endless pit in the throne room for some yeah. reason. Vader dies. They're all redeemed at the end. Ewok party. That's the death of the Empire, right? Oh, so okay. From, 
So from that point, we then move into what we see in the Mandalorian, right? So you have a guy like Moff Gideon, who's, he's got a cruiser and he's got 50 stormtroopers. And okay. it's like these little pockets of mini warlords all standing all over the place. And there's no more centralized power to the Empire. They're now out for themselves. And so the New Republic, so we saw those two fighter pilots that always like act like cops. They pull over. Yeah. Mando, they shoot the ice monsters for him. Come in in the 11th hour. Right. Yeah. I was like, how did I get out of this one? Oh, they figured out a way. So, <laughs> but like, that's what they're doing. They, the New Republic is going around and mopping up all these little pockets of the Empire and like rolling them up into a rug to brush them aside. Here's the problem Palpatine from the sequel trilogy is now out on that planet Exegol. Yeah. And he's building all these Star Destroyers with, like, Death Star weapons attached to them or whatever, and then, like, letting shit go on back in the known universe. And so the First Order arises from the military contingent that left to go to Exegol to join Palpatine. They then have a Cold War between the new government, the New Republic, Mm. and themselves. And so it's kind of this, like, Here's this group. They're really fucking with us. It's it's not cool. We don't like them. But like we're not openly at war with them. And then we go to the sequel trilogy. The First Order shoots the space missiles and blows up the capital planet, right? Now yeah. the First Order is in charge. They start taking over systems. You know, the Republic isn't around to save anybody anymore. So then they become the power. We go through the sequel trilogy. Ray kills Palpatine. She redeems Ben Solo and, and saves everybody. And now the Empire is finally well and truly gone. And the First the, Order is gone too. The First Order is gone too. I, I imagine we, because of the backlash, we have had no stories. Sure. In that timeline. Fuck you very much, internet trolls. It would be cool if they had to deal with something that wasn't just a large fascist regime. Yeah. Bent on power. But right. I mean, I, you mean if thing. Star Wars changed the bad guy at some point <laughs> in the history? Of, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think there's a number of cool things that you could do. So, like, here you have a cool character like Ray. Okay. So now Ray is off into a galaxy that doesn't really have the First Order anymore, doesn't have the shadow of the Empire breathing down everybody's necks. Yeah. What's her challenge? Is she just going to rebuild the Jedi order. If so, does she do it differently than what we see in the movies? Is she, does she do it differently than Luke did it? Yeah. You know, like what's her version of the Jedi order? That would be awesome. Does she run up against like more, let's call them mystical threats. You sure. know, so like there was a number of things in um, the novels about star Wars in the old canon that I think you could import that would be very interesting so like there was a trilogy of books called the swarm war where this basically like nest of super intelligent sentient insects were being corrupted by a dark jedi that had succumbed to their hive mind mentality oh sure super cool idea there's also and probably a lot of people would hate if we had a super big listenership would hate what I'm about to suggest now, but you could bring in the Vong, the Yuzhan Vong, which were this 
race of, of people who lived outside the galaxy who invade the galaxy who cannot be de- who cannot be detected in the force they are absent from the force. oh yeah and that would be i think that would be interesting or here's okay. this other thing you have dave filoni and john favreau them put them in a room for a day with some coffee <laughs> and some food and see what they shit out on their storyboard right right like, but just like so and i think that they we are going to go in a direction where we will get new stories but i think they are going to be the scale is going to be much smaller than what we're used to so like mm-hmm. when we've talked about that before like the movies deal with like the whole the whole galaxy is being affected by this and like then you have like the han solo film or you have like the mandalorian and it's like the whole sector is being affected by this you yeah know? or the whole planet or these two guys you know and so we are gonna there's uh in april at celebration star wars celebration there is going to be a new movie announced oh cool so we will have the first post sequel trilogy film officially on board so they can, have an idea can you scale it back because i'm just thinking like of how how big the enemies are in all of the regular movies right like they're a little scaled back for the for like rogue one and solo like those sort of filler movies but like the main ones it's always been like oh oh all of a sudden 50 100 star destroyers have been you know come out of nowhere right like that's a problem it's been such it's been such a big scale for the movies like can you make a star wars movie that's more uh, that is of like the main star wars line Mm -hmm. that is scaled down like that where it's just sort of like a smaller issue so i think what rogue one taught us was that there's a world where that exists yeah trying to replicate replicate what rogue one did well i think it's going to be really challenging so yeah here's what i think we will get i think that in the later this year, when we get the television show Ahsoka, mm-hmm. that is largely going to deal with Ahsoka and Sabine Wren, who is a character yeah. from the Rebels show that I, I don't believe that you're familiar with. No. They are going to take, uh, they are going to go on a quest to rescue a, a young Jedi Knight from the Star Wars Rebels television show named Ezra Bridger. Yeah. And I think we the movie that's going to be announced is going to somehow tie to that show. And I basically for the reason that Dave Filoni seems to be in charge of like the creative direction of star Wars. Ahsoka, Ahsoka Tano is his character that he invented and he is deeply entrenched in promoting Ahsoka Tano. And I, I think that what we'll see is this movie will deal with her in some way and introduce the next thing that star Wars is going to quote unquote be about, you know, with all of this content that they are releasing, I think it's going to be difficult to make a movie that feels like a movie and not just sort of like a go-between or a a callback to all of these other TV show characters Mm -hmm. in some way, you know, to make it feel like its own grand thing, you know? So slight pause i had to breathe um (laughs) but 
the thing about all nine films and even to an extent the solo film and rogue one yeah they all took place in the backdrop of these enormous galactic events right right much to like how you were just saying yeah and yeah yeah and like currently in the is that zoe yeah (laughs) she's not happy she's adorable um (laughs) Currently, there doesn't seem to be a backdrop for the next generation of stories. So what are we going to do? Like, is there going to be another huge conflict? Are we going to get like, I think it would be a lot of fun if there was something like a cat and mouse, like Sherlock Holmes and Moriarty style backdrop but then you're requiring just like a fewer characters in the films sure but like they are telling stories in star wars differently now than they did that's true too i mean not the ago. movies but the other stories yeah yeah and so like i i don't and those those stories have been wildly successful i yeah. mean so i would not be surprised if the direction was like we're not going to you know move earth have you know heaven and earth that's what it is there you go and to you know, in order to create something brand new that we don't know that people like. Yeah. But it's like, I wouldn't be surprised if this, if this movie that's going to be announced is like a two hour and 15 minute version of the Mandalorian, you know, Sure. but like, here's what I do know. If you make that movie, it'll be the eighth biggest grossing film of all time (laughs) in 10 days, you know, because people, it doesn't matter if you put star Wars on a turd, they're going to still go see it. So I mean, like, I think that I think they're going to do a lot better job than that. To, I mean, yeah, but like, depending on who you ask, I, I to, and to be honest, man, like we have we have talked so much like Jedi, non Jedi, nine to fivers, normal yeah. people in Star Wars, having Star Wars feel like gritty, having Star Wars feel more real. Like, I would not be surprised with how how well like Book of Boba Fett and The Mandalorian did if you see a shift away from Jedi and a shift towards mandalorian which are basically like really cool space cowboys you know, yeah in a lot of ways that's you know, what mandalorian like, was i sure like I mean, you even get the okay. fucking spurs sound yeah. and, some of the walking. <laughs> yeah. and quick draw and yeah. yeah all of that stuff i mean like people consistently love those kind of characters yeah so i would not be surprised i mean i don't think it's going to be pedro pascal but i mean i think that we're going to see especially i would not be surprised that in the third season of the mandalorian we're gonna see like a bunch of mandalorians introduced and it's gonna be like oh yeah okay like we're gonna break a game of pool and the balls are gonna go everywhere and <laughs> see where that goes yeah, for sure and then like let's follow let's follow the three ball or whatever this time yeah but like i'm i do have enough faith in star wars that's like and like my opinion on star wars has changed to the point where it's like go do whatever you want like i'm gonna go yeah I'm going to go watch it. I'm probably going to take away something positive from it. Talk about it with my best friend on my podcast. <laughs> yeah. You know, Liam Neeson a... won't go, but we will. Fuck Liam Neeson if he is. <laughs> oh, you got a spy. But yeah, I think that there's a lot of really good stuff going on. And, uh, you know, I think that it's probably close to a new era. I mean, there's only so much you can tell. Yeah empire versus rebellion right Mm -hmm. well we do it we did it
about 90 minutes. That's, I think that's a good stopping point. Yeah. Thanks. If you made it this far. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. You done, Chris. <laughs> um, email us mediocre conversations at gmail.com. We'll, we'll read it and think about it and then talk about it at some point. Yeah. Otherwise catch us next week. And may the force be with you. <laughs>